Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the APW Property Podcast. Today we're going to be looking at what, so what is a freehold? You know, you have freehold and leasehold, so that's what we're going to be looking at. Helping me get to grips with this subject today in the studio is Stuart. How are you, Stuart? Hey, I am freehold today, so I am completely free and able to do whatever I want. Whereas if I was leasehold, I would ask, have to ask my leasehold owner if I could do some work on my house. So I am a freehold person today. I don't have to ask anyone to do anything, although I normally ask my wife because otherwise I get into trouble. But hey, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, great. Equally as freehold. Um, equally as freehold, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's really it. That was a good analogy. So what is a freehold property? Well, freehold is when you own the physical land that the property is built on as well, right? So you own the land and therefore the building that's on top of it. What type of properties are freeholds? Well, generally properties that aren't sharing any floor space, right? I.e. not flats. Yeah, although in Scotland, it's a strange old rule, isn't it? That um, you do actually own the freehold in Scotland because you have a committee and you own the basic stuff to make the, a share of the ground. And that is what the London, uh, the London, that is what the government in London is planning to do apparently for the rest of the country, for England and Wales, is to have a committee that owns the, the ground. So you would own a share of the ground, so everything will be freehold. But in reality, probably 999 years, but you will have a share of it. So leasehold is on its way out. How quickly is, I don't know. I mean, Boris is so busy worrying about whether he or whether he didn't have a drink or not in his garden that he probably hasn't got time to focus on it. But hopefully there's other people in in Whitehall who are focusing on trying to get this thing, everything changed to freehold because it would be a massive step forward for the residential market in the UK. But who's going to pay for the transfer and giving up the freeholds? Who knows? So it's one of those, like um, environmental pretend, protection, environmental APC certificates. Who's going to pay for that? No one knows. It's un- unknown territory, so we'll have to see how it goes. But anyway, leasehold or freehold. If it's a 999 year lease, that is a good leasehold. It's virtually freehold anyway. So be happy with that. Watch out for the costs. Costs add up. Cost of a lease, cost of service charges on a flat. Go together. Freehold we don't have. Okay, so that's. One of the benefits of freehold then is no ground rent, no service charge, no landlord charges, right? But um, you don't have to worry about the lease running out. You own the property outright. But I suppose then, of course, you are responsible for maintaining the property and the land and all of that sort of stuff. So you will have to budget for it rather than just pay a service charge as you would if it was leasehold. Yeah, for sure. Pros and cons. I mean, another issue is that I was speaking to a client this week who's got a property in Epsom, which only has 82 years left on the lease. And his lender has said they want 85 years or they won't lend on it. And he can buy an extension, but he's in a bit of a corner. He has to, he has to get it done, the leasehold now. Uh, that's the, the mortgage rate has to be done now. And so he can't do it. So he's in a bit of a pickle, really. So you have to be careful yeah. of that. Make, make sure it doesn't go too short, the leasehold. Because you can buy another 90-odd years for 2,000 quid, can't you? Take six, only takes six months, he tells me. Yeah. Mm. 
why does he need to complete on it? Because is is it a per, new purchase or he's trying to remortgage? What is is remortgaging? Obviously, get a low rate while we while he possibly can. But I I'll pass it on to our one of our, our lovely mortgage brokers, Rebecca, who you've seen previously in podcasts, and she's dealing with it because it's too much too technical for me. Technical. Okay. Cool. Well, look, let's. Let's make it a bonus pod whilst we're here. Everyone loves a bonus pod. If we had sound effects, we could press the bonus pod button, which would make some sort of like horn sound. Uh, <laughs> what? Let's talk about leasehold then. Two in one. Okay. What, what? We mentioned it a little bit, so I feel like we should probably go through it rather than make people wait with bated breath for another four days. What's leasehold then? It means that you just have a lease from the freeholder. So as we discussed before, freeholder owns the land. So as a leaseholder, you have a lease from that person that owns the land to use the home or the space or the flat for a number of years. They're usually long term, 90 to 120. 250 is also common and then as high as 999, as you alluded to, which is basically a freehold because no one's living for 999 years. Yeah, I mean, it used to be, when I first started off doing this, used to occasionally come across houses that would leasehold and um or if you had a, a block of houses that have been you know converted and they might all be houses still on the same block of land and they would all be leasehold but um that's where you get all sorts of abuse and you get basically the leasehold owner would increase it by 10 15 percent a year and you were locked in and had to pay it obviously you couldn't sell it because of this massive increase every year so it was basically a confidence trick but luckily those have been squashed out and the, the government has said that's no longer allowed but there still is some dodgy deals going on out there i mean it is all with property most of it is transparent it is caveat emptor you have to watch out and look at what you're buying i mean it's a, it's a great story in the telegraph today about a pbsa block in cardiff uh, east cardiff read about it, read not, about sure it. not sure it's a great story very sad story. It's a salutary story. In, it's about doing your own response, uh, re, re, research. In that, if anyone had researched it in any detail, that have seen the people behind it had no track record, and you have to look at who's doing what for you. Yeah, and and, and also, you know, the extension to that card of those same people were selling properties in Detroit. You know, it's a that buying Detroit because you can buy a house for fifteen thousand dollars, which means if it's rented. The yield's going to be massive, but you know, you you don't buy. What it's like buying in an area that is degenerating. You know, you need to buy fundamentally correct, and you can't just expect to buy buy a bad house in a bad location. And just because it's cheap, it'll make it a good investment. It won't. But um, <laughs> another, you were talking about the leasehold there. Do you want to know a pretty cool story? Can I just go on? Uh, can I just talk about the Detroit frame for a second? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my cool story after. No, it's just very, very briefly. I've got a, a teacher in Jeju who bought one, and she's in a fantastic. In yeah, in Detroit, and she's getting twenty-two percent a year on it, and she's now into her seventh year, so she's on one hundred and forty-four percent. Yeah, and to be fair, we you know we even we even say that ourselves. I wrote a LinkedIn article uh, recently, which I'm sure you read. Um, which talks about where where do you get your information from and basically said in it that you know newspapers want to sell stories right and so you you get stuff that's at either pole 
either sent you know very negative or very positive it's never in the middle which the truth be told any story is you know in between the two sides of the story is generally where you'll find the truth and i was reading that detroit one this morning and they just mentioned one line where they said you know there are a lot of people that are happy with the way they're going you know and i thought well that's they're leaving that whole bit out so that you know it must have worked for some people and there you go that's a no and it's the same you know in in the most recent uh market wrap that i did you know the telegraph absolutely annihilated in it hmos saying that they weren't making money absolute garbage you know hmos are still very strong and one of the best investments you can get into in the in the uk and it's just sensationalism trying to sell stories Dig a little bit. Someone, I'm turning those emails off. Dig a little bit deeper. But um, that's it, guys. So, you know, and same, if you're watching a market wrap, obviously we're straight down the line, but listen to the market wrap and then go and find some sources for yourself. But, um, okay, do you want to know my cool story? Yes, please. You're talking about the houses being leasehold there. I was once on a sports tour and we went to Dublin. We went to the Guinness factory and um, you walk in and you walk into the middle of the atrium and the atrium's seven stories high and it's shaped cut out of the floors like a big pint of guinness so it goes like that you can't see it if you're listening but i'm showing the shape of a guinness glass on my hands and right at the base in the center of this guinness glass in the floor under what is obviously bulletproof glass is this old original lease for the guinness factory in the center of dublin and uh, it was originally leased I may be getting the exact figures wrong, but it was originally leased in 1750 something to Arthur Guinness, who set Guinness up for 45 pounds a year on a 9,000 year lease. Blimey. So I'm pretty sure it's the same lease now because they, as I say, they've got it framed. So, you know, at the time, 45 quid was probably a lot of money, but now in the center of Dublin for a huge site, He's still only, or he, I mean, he's dead, but someone Guinness, Steve Guinness, is still only paying 45 quid for, um, for their, their factory. And he's got it on another 8,750-year lease. Well, you could use the same interesting analogy about leases. You know, Hong Kong was leased from the Chinese on a lease. And then when it came to the end, at the end of the last um, century, you know, they had to hand it back. And that is leasehold in perfect action, showing you must give your property back if you haven't got a long-term lease. And that is one of the issues is you need to make sure you have a long-term lease. And if it is a lease, that the money you're paying is competitive and not much. Because those are the things that really eat into flat yields. Yeah, that's it. You know, make sure your ground rent and service charge, what it is and what it's going to go up by. Because as you say, that's the stuff that, eats into the return of, of the property but uh positives of a leasehold you know you don't have to do any of the upkeep there's no ground or gardens to do you know that's all done by the service charge so it's a nice clean simple uh, approach to owning property yes there's nothing wrong with it so don't get the cold feet as soon as you hear leasehold and don't go crazy saying i don't want to buy because it's on a leasehold just make sure the figures work out well so that's it great thank you very much callum hey thank you very insightful Thanks for talking. Cheerio. See you again. Cheers. Bye.